Welcome to the Leading Hope Podcast with Kevin Jack. Your influence will lead people somewhere, lead them towards hope. Everyone has 20 minutes to learn to become a better leader. Make it count. Welcome to Leading Hope with Kevin Jack. I'm your host, VJ Williams, here with my friend and pastor, Kevin Jack. Thank you for joining us and taking time out of your day to become a better leader. We release a new episode every Wednesday, so we'd love for you to share on social media and bring others along with us on this journey of becoming a better leader. Visit leadinghope.online to get updates and find out more about the Leading Hope community. If you're new to the podcast, welcome. Or if you haven't subscribed, it would mean the world to us if you did that now. Also post about it, rate and review. You will not believe how that helps get this podcast in the hands of so many more leaders like you. And also we're live on Facebook and YouTube every week at 1130. If you have a question, Add that in the chat right now, and we will try to get to it before the end of this uh, episode. But today, Kevin, man, I am excited. We're sticking with the series, leading with a microphone. We have not abandoned it yet. We have not gotten rid of it. We still have microphones, (laughs) so we're going to continue to use them, uh, which is good. Uh, But this is episode 71. You've titled this, How to Not Be Boring. (laughs) How to Not Be Boring. So in this series, we're talking about, hey, eventually your leadership will involve a microphone. And if you missed us on episode 70 or to recap and refresh what we jumped into, uh, we spoke on the idea that, hey, when you eventually have a microphone, do not negate your role as a leader. You don't simply become a public speaker. You are doing the work of public speaking, but you are a leader. So today, with with that kind of foundation in mind, I want to get into the thing that everyone wants to focus on, and that is like how can i how can i make sure that i'm not boring how can i like not hate my life while i'm up there not get down there and feel like i just wasted everyone's time and we just need to talk for like just a second of the sin of being boring cuz it is like for one as a leader no one moves like if you're boring it doesn't matter how important your speeches your time with a mic is nothing will actually happen and second off you will waste everyone's time. Like, that is just the worst to go. I've got this many people in a room and I'm going to waste that many people's time. And one of the things that I have found over and over again that leads to people being boring is they're new to public speaking. They've given like impromptu talks to a group, whether they're coach or something like that. But then all of a sudden they're given a microphone and they adopt this mentality. Well, I'm just going to wing it. I'm just going to I'm just going to see I'm just going to say what I what I feel like I need to say in the moment. Or if you're in church world, you say it like this. I'm going to let the Holy Spirit lead me. And I'd say, uh, don't don't do that. Like could I could I just say that? Like yes, if you're let the Holy Spirit lead you, but let him lead you after ample preparation and focus and everything else. Winging it doesn't work. Uh one of my favorite things uh, with college sports is I love all the events where people can like, I don't know, shoot a half court shot oh, yeah. to win twenty thousand dollars. One of the college bowl games they always have Dr Pepper. You throw the footballs into the can to win like a year of free tuition. So like uh, those people oh. who are throwing the footballs into the massive can of Dr Pepper, yes, they have been training for months. Yes, like you watch them. There was the girl she. 
upended the whole thing one time. She just started throwing chest passes instead of yes. throwing them like a football. Completely changed the game. Did Dominated. You, did you her see the pump. lady hit the the full court? Oh yeah, I did. She she was a putter. I mean, she could play <laughs> golf. It was, it was amazing. Incredible. So it's like they put so much preparation into something seemingly so silly because it matters. Public speaking matters, and preparation for that public speaking matters. And if you feel like you're putting too much time into your speech, simply do this. Take the amount of time that you are given to speak and multiply it by the number of people in the room. And that's how much time you are responsible for in terms of humanity. So you go, if you have a thousand people in the room and you're talking for 30 minutes, you are responsible for 15,000. Did I get that right? Yeah. Yeah, 15. Yeah. Yeah. You should never Good do job. math on a live podcast. <laughs> if this was pre-recorded, <laughs> we would have paused right here and I would have scratched it out on paper to make sure. Uh, you're responsible you're for that many hours. Like, that is so important. I think I actually did do. Anyway, it's you okay. guys get the point. <laughs> is to understand you are responsible for so much time in people's lives anytime you're given a microphone in front of a group. So you cannot negate the importance of preparation. So here are, in light of that, the keys to not being boring. I want to give you four key things that anyone can do to help you not be boring. First off, prepare in a way that allows your personality to come through. Prepare in a way that allows your personality to come through. If you over prepare, you will flatten your personality. If you memorize Every single word, you will have no personality when you get up there. But if you under-prepare, when you actually get up there and are given a mic, you are going to be far more focused on your content than on connection. And, and so we say it like this. If you're, if you're giving a speech just to another person, like you're sitting at a dinner table and you're explaining the idea, you are constantly looking at that person for cues of feedback, for affirmation, for nodding their head. Uh... Michael, our producer right here, he nods his head and I go, oh yeah, this is a good thing. I need to keep going. One live moment in the room. And so like when that happens, you're responsive. If you are underprepared, you're going to spend your entire time in your own head, not looking in people's eyes, not looking at their faces and seeing how they're reacting to it. And so there is a proper amount of preparation. Now you need to figure out what that is. What percentage of your talk your speech, your sermon, whatever it is, do you need to know ahead of time? Um, when I first started speaking publicly regularly, it was like 80%. I knew 80% of what I was going to say. I practiced it ahead of time. Honestly, now, 25, maybe 30, and it's constantly moving and adapting because I'll give the same message multiple times over the weekend, and I kind of find from looking at people as I'm speaking, really, oh, saying it this way works. And then next time I'll go, oh, I need to say that differently. Why are you laughing at me? No, I agree okay. 100%. <laughs> exactly right. So you need to figure out the percentage that you need to have prepared and do it in a way that you're not going to flatten your personality, but also that you are confident in your content that you can focus on connections. Uh, quick notes, you can read statements, but never a speech. Don't read a speech. You can read lines, maybe even paragraphs, but never a whole speech. Because if you're looking down at your paper, you have no idea what's connecting with people there. Guilty. And your goal is that you know what you're saying and how you want to say it. Now, if you need to practice it to not just know how what you're saying, but how you want to say it, if you need to practice it, then do that. If you don't, 
That's fine. I, I know some people swear by one or the other, but prepare in a way that allows your personality to come through. Second, your introduction is everything. <laughs> your introduction matters so much. Do not waste time on introductions. Do not waste time saying thank yous unless if it aids the speech itself and what you're focusing on. Do not, do not tell how nervous you are. If you are that nervous, everyone will already know. <laughs> like, I just want you to know that. <laughs> that gives you no advantage saying, guys, I don't do this often. I'm, I'm just really nervous up here. All you've done is lower the bar and given people permission to tune out in that moment. Your introduction is everything. So a couple tips on the introduction. Start a little faster than the pace you want to be at. You want to start at a run and you can slow your pace down. And when I say pace, I literally mean the number of words that you are saying in a minute. Okay. Start quick, start abrupt, and you can slow your pace down over time. And I, I would also say this, some people, they want their introductions to be super creative. I've got this incredible story, this life experience, this cool slide. That's fine. Like you can do that. If that works for you, that does work. Uh, you can also just be really blunt. And so one of the key things I use in introductions is to say, here's why this matters. Mm. This is what I want you to get out of today. And I just want to start, hit the ground running and say, this is why it's so important. So in my messages uh, on weekends, I really don't have introductions because I am coming out of the energy and momentum of worship. So I don't have to do anything to build that energy. All I have to do is to not stop it. And so I will read a passage of scripture, give a title, and somewhere in there, give a quick statement as to here's why today matters so much. And then I'm already in the content of the message. So the purpose of the introduction is to help people engage with you, which if you speak every weekend mm -hmm. and the audience is used to you, you don't need to because they already have a connection. Okay. So don't waste your time on that. And so it's to create that and then also to build momentum. If you already have momentum, just don't stop it. That's all you have to do. Just don't stop it and let it keep going. Your introduction is everything. Uh, third, your energy will cover a multitude of problems. <laughs> your energy will cover a multitude of problems. Two quick illustrations on this. And that's the, there's the old adage of people don't care how much you know until they know how much you care. That is true in public speaking. Oh, the good. way you show how much you care is the energy and enthusiasm you have towards the topic. That's that great. matters so much. I listened to um, Tom Peters. Uh, he was given an interview. Tom Peters speaks regularly. He has a book that he's famous for, In Search of Excellence. And Tom Peters was talking about how when he gets done with a talk to a group, he wants to be wiped out. He says, it is my yeah. goal that when I'm done, I am almost crawling off the stage that I have given every last bit of energy I have towards communicating that topic. That should be you. Like when you're done, you shouldn't be like, I'm good. So like uh, I speak three times over a weekend. I pace myself a little bit, but I know by 11, I should be done. Yeah. Like when I'm done with the 11 o'clock service, I better be absolutely wiped out on this. And so just know, hey, 
You may have awkward pauses. You may have some goofy moments. You may put your foot in your mouth from time to time. Yeah. That may be your style of humor, like yeah. it is mine. Like, hey, watch me put my foot in my yeah. mouth. It'll be fun that we yeah. laugh at me together. That's that's a really good point. You said your energy will cover a multitude of problems. We talked uh, earlier, and I was talking about the uh, the guy who the conductor of the San oh Fr- share the story the San it's Francisco uh, Philharmonic and um, the the media. I don't know which outlet, and I don't know the exact quote, but here's the gist of it. The media asked him, "How are you able to get every?" person on the orchestra to perform at this incredible level every week and he says it's, it's pretty simple I, I look at them every time we go out before we do a performance and I say this I say hey there's been a lot of people that's gonna come tonight that have been here before but there's also gonna be a lot of people that has never stepped foot in this place or heard you hit one string look at one of those people pick them out and play for them that's awesome yeah. oh that's so yeah, good yeah yeah it was and incredible I think that points to this idea sometimes when we talk about like having a lot of energy People want to say, well, that's not me. Right. I'm just not a high energy person. And I want to go, no, it is. You're energetic and enthusiastic about something. Yes. You are. Yep. Everyone gets excited about something. Yep. It may be sports. It may be computers. It may be a thousand other things in between. Cameras. <laughs> Maybe cameras, <laughs> as we were talking earlier. Like, you're excited about something. Channel that enthusiasm. To say I'm not no- low energy because my personality is boring is, all right, if you're there, you never need a microphone to begin with. And I, that may sound really harsh and crude, but if you're willing to make a personality excuse for why you can't do a good job, you you don't need to have one, Okay. You have a personality. You have some enthusiasm. Let that come through. Yeah. Be sure about it. If if I give as a side note on this, of your energy will cover a multitude of problems, it is important, whether it is speaking regularly or just from time to time, that you are able to be at what at somewhere near your top energy when you actually give the speech. If you're coming in and you're already worn out then it's not going to work. You can't manufacture that energy that isn't already there. So if I give like, I am I am typically, I'm more focused in the morning, but I'm more energetic at night. So we have a Saturday night service. I don't have to do anything to get amped up for yeah. the 5.30 service on Saturday. Like, yep. I'm good to go. Sunday at 9 uh, for Easter in Beaver Creek, we're going to do a Sunday at 7 service. Yep. You better believe I'm already going to have a lot of coffee in me by the time that service starts. I'm going to exercise. I'm going to do something to get ready and get going, and I'm going to be heavily caffeinated. Okay? It is important that I have actually... Yeah, he's <laughs> I'm excited already. <laughs> it is important that you structure your day, that you have energy when you need to have energy. So your energy will cover a multitude of problems. And then the last idea on how not to be boring is... Simply this, stories add life. Stories add life. Stories are the thing that people remember from your talks more than anything else. Personal stories are better than generic stories. Uh, I think we talked about Jerry Seinfeld recently. Uh, One of the things he says is he realized that every joke that he tells is funnier if he's in it. (laughs) So he said instead of telling a joke about him or her, he just switched it to one day I, whether it happened or not, because it's always funnier if you're in it. I'm not saying that you should lie about your stories. It's a note. They're better if they are personal to you. Um, So stories add life. Stories are fun. They should have a point, but don't make them too focused. Something weird happens when people start giving a speech. They forget how to tell a story. 
And it's like when you're telling a story to another person, it's full of like fun details and other stuff and goofy reactions and your emotional response to it in that moment. And then they get up in a microphone and it becomes dry and lifeless and sort of go like the story should have a point. It absolutely should have a point, but don't lose all the energy and enthusiasm out of the story itself because you're so focused on the point. And I would say you should have a story or an illustration for every key point in your talk. If it's not a key point, it shouldn't be in your talk. So that means every point should have a story or illustration in it. So I believe that you can prepare not to be boring, okay? It's not just, I'm gonna wing it. That's a horrible idea. You can prepare not to be boring. And you can do it by this, prepare in a way that your personality comes through. Your introduction is everything. Your energy will cover a multitude of problems and stories add life. Go for it, V. Oh, man. If you're watching right now, you're pumped up and you want to ask questions, so drop them in the chat. Actually, we got our first one from YouTube. Are you ready? I'm re this is from Dina. Dina Marie, to get the, the full name <laughs> Thank here. Thank you. Uh, she says, uh, so when you can see your audience showing boredom, what are some ways to pivot your presentation and make it come alive? Oh, that's a great, great idea. Question. Oh, that is that's a, a great, fantastic that question. Is a, that is a five-star question. Yeah, I, I, think it's, I think it's two different things. I, and a lot of it has to do with the points that we just talked about. Number one, you are holding the goal in your hand of communicating content, not working through your outline. If they're bored, don't worry about what comes next in the content. Focus on what you need to do right then. And the easiest thing to do is to tell a story right then in that moment. So if I could just give this, I'm not saying that just because that's the last yep. point. That's what I'll do. <laughs> yep. And so if I'm looking out there and I almost every single week, I keep the lights up during a message because I need to see faces. I need to look for reactions in how people are responding. And if I feel like I'm losing them, I will tell a story right then in that moment. And so it'll start with, so one time, and sometimes I don't even know what story I'm going to say. That's just my way to buy a little <laughs> bit of time. So this one time with my kids, because I'm sure I've got something oh, back in there yeah. that I can remember that they've Absolutely. done. And so I, I just think that's the easiest way. Tell a story. It gets everyone on the same page. It creates a new emotional atmosphere. And don't worry about navigating your content worry about connecting with what matters most that's great that's a great answer great that question, question. Yeah, super question man uh so hey check this out you started out with with talking about introductions yeah um and it's so important i think it's you know and it's what we've seen especially through COVID, and many people now going online to deliver their speech or yeah. their talk or their sermon uh what we know is that most people will give you three seconds just by looking at data analytics yeah. they'll give you three seconds some people will give you 10 seconds right but you're gonna have to work really hard in that introduction to keep um keep them on yeah. a minute yeah talk about that talk about the introduction pieces and what oh. you're trying to hit right away so that people will track with you and not just scroll on to the next situation absolutely so I, I view it like this go I want them to know that I care about it the topic but more importantly that they care about it. Yeah. And so that is one of the most pivotal things that needs to happen. So this is, uh, just speak personally in terms of how I structure messages or speeches or anything in between there. I either have a very long introduction or no introduction. Yeah. I don't live in the middle. I either, based upon the content, will spend a ton of time telling stories, pulling out ideas, 
having some fun, pulling them into the idea, showing why it's going to matter before I jump into the content. Or I have like two, maybe even one sentences sentence and I'm already going. Yeah. And so I believe it really lives one or the other. So say it like this. If you have a 30 minute talk, don't have a three minute introduction. Okay. Have a 10 minute introduction or a 20 second introduction. Oh, that's great. I, I believe that's what's best. We we get this weird thing that we were taught in speech writing class to write a paragraph or two for an introduction. And that's the worst thing you could do to gain attention because you can't gain any traction or fun in the moment, but you don't really communicate the depth of the idea either. So do one or the other. Yeah. And then you talked about um, over preparing um, and under preparing. And then you you moved into the point of of perhaps maybe someone was hosting at one point in their their time of life here at Be Hope Church. Okay. And they would walk out with their phone. I'm talking about myself, by yeah, the way. Yeah, I'm, I'm aware. <laughs> and then you do this. Oh. And you read. Uh, Matt Scruggs was just talking about this the other day. He's like, I remember yeah. when you first started doing some hosting and stuff, you would like read from your phone. And I'm like, tell, just describe right now how bad that is and what it does <laughs> to the environment in which you're trying to create. Did you and I ever have this conversation on talking about I didn't really phone? need to. I could just, okay. I could feel it. <laughs> I could feel it. I, I got rid of the phone yeah. pretty quickly, but it just devastated what the actual moment was calling for. Yeah. So I would say it like this. If you do need to refer to something, let's say you're staying up there like a host, not a yeah. full, if you've given a speech, you've got like a table yeah. or, or something like that. So you've got a spot for notes. If you're there on your own, Write it down on a note card. Yeah. That, if you pull out your phone, it communicates, I wasn't prepared and I couldn't remember. Yeah. If you pull out a note card that's written down or typed out, you communicate, this matters. Yeah. And I don't want to get it wrong. Yeah. But it, I, I think one of the things, people struggle so much remembering content because they don't structure it in terms of a story. Yeah. You don't struggle remembering details of a story. Yeah. That's what we're going to get into Next episode, Ooh. we're going to talk about the structure of effective speeches. Because I just say it as no one goes, oh, there was that one time. Where were we? We're down at the park. Yeah. And how cold was it? It was so cold. And we went down by the what? By the creek. <laughs> oh, yeah. Because it's the information is all structured in context of a story. Yeah. You can remember... I guarantee every single person can remember the details to your favorite movie and you can walk someone through the entire plot line and then it gets to a speech and you draw a blank. Yeah. Because you don't know how to structure yeah, it. Yeah, yeah. It didn't take me long to ditch the phone to realize <laughs> that was the only way that I was going to actually be able to get better. Now, I didn't. The, the point of that, ditching the phone didn't make me better. Ditching yeah. the phone gave me a pathway to actually get that's better, good. Um, which was good. So that's good. Uh, I think we're about out of time. We can check to see if there are uh, any Jen Grimes questions. commented on Facebook, okay. help me not bore fourth graders during math. <laughs> Sorry, Jen. <laughs> yeah. Can't, can't, uh, I mean, there's probably something you could do. Nothing? Nothing with that one. <laughs> All right, uh, so let's wrap up episode seventy-one. I did, I did love the piece that you had in there though about start quick and slow your roll. Yeah, I love that. I don't think I said it like I that. I know, but, but that's, that's what I wrote down. That's good. So uh, wrap it up. Yeah, uh, episode seventy-one. How to not be boring, Kevin? Oh, I want you to know, you are not boring. Okay. There is something that you're excited about. There is something that you can talk about that is interesting. You need to figure out how to translate that. Those same personality dynamics and preparation into whatever speech you're giving in the moment. I believe with preparation and the right structure, you can ensure that your speech isn't boring. 
Man, that's awesome. Thank you guys for joining us today. Man, it was awesome to have you here. What a great day to be alive. If you're new to the podcast or haven't yet subscribed, it would mean the world to us if you did that now. Also, post about it, rate and review. You won't believe how that helps us get this into the hands of more leaders just like you. And we love hearing your stories of how the podcast is working in your life. If you have a story uh, about what's going on in your business or your life, send those to us at leadinghope.online. Uh, we'd love to hear from you. And remember, everyone has 20 minutes to learn to become a better leader. Woo! Make it count. <laughs>